Hey everyone, this is Eve, and welcome to a special episode of From the Ground Up. This week, I passed the mic to my co-founder Javed, who had the privilege of speaking with James Peets. Many of you know James as an expert in lean construction and integrated project delivery. Enjoy the show. Hello again, this is Javed, co-founder of FuelWire with another episode of From the Ground Up. My head of marketing, Ray Mina, is joining me today, and today we are lucky enough to talk to James Peace, UCSF Medical Center's Executive Director of Design and Construction. I don't think I believe you and James much for service here to say he's a thought leader and expert when it comes to integrated project delivery, or IPD, but I'll just rattle off a couple of the groups that he's a part of because he certainly does not like to be bored. He's a core member of the Lean Construction Institute, treasurer and co-founder of the California Chapter of Construction Owners Association of America. He's the executive editor of Lean IPD, and for full disclosure, he's also an advisor to our company here at Fieldwire. James, great to have you on. Javed and Ray, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, so normally I would start off by asking our guests a little about their company and what they do, but I think I'll just jump right in and ask you to kind of explain what is integrated project delivery? Okay, great topic that's near and dear to my heart. A little background on where IPD came from. So there's state seismic requirements in California for hospitals. So in the last 20 years, there's been over $100 billion worth of ground up hospital construction just in California. And they're regulated by the Office of State Health Planning and Development, known as OSHPOD to those of us in that field. And hospitals are fairly difficult to build for anyone that hasn't worked on them. And in the OSHPOD regulations, you have to build the project exactly the way it's shown on the plan. So there's no figuring it out in the field. So the projects are very resource intensive. They have a lot of BIM modeling, a lot of changes and documentation that needs to get out to the field. And so I spent 12 years at Sutter Health managing projects there. And what we found is we had to get people on board really early. Our earliest projects were design, bid, build, lump sum. They had significant overages. And we moved to a guaranteed maximum price model with some design assist trades. And we still had significant overages on budget and schedule. So we started looking at what are ways where you can get everybody on board and IPD fit the bill for that. So if you broke it down into three pieces, it would be an aligned contract so that everybody makes money if the whole project goes well, everybody loses money if the project doesn't go well, and it doesn't matter who suffers on the project, everybody is a sink or swim mentality, so people tend to help. There's heavy implementation of lean construction practices and processes. So once everybody's aligned, they realize that traditional practices don't work, so you got to find a new way to work. And probably the most fun part is you need a collaborative culture. So even with lean processes and an integrated contract, people tend to revert back to their traditional practices. And we invest heavily in actually making a project first mentality instead of a company first mentality and taking 150 people from 10 different companies and make them think and act as if they're a single organization. So high level summary, that's what I would say is most important about IPD. Nice. Thanks for sharing that. You know, you've had quite the track record you mentioned was over a decade with uh, Sutter Health. I would be interested to hear kind of, you know, how you got into that role. How did you kind of pick up IPD to become kind of the expert in that arena? 
to be honest, it was a complete accident. I didn't know what I was going to do when I was going to college. I studied management science and economics, which for 10 years in construction, you know, there was no room for efficiency and lean. By a circuitous turn of events, I ended up at Sutter Health working for a guy by the name of Dave Pixley, who was interested in integrating this new project delivery concept and bringing lean construction to Sutter. And I had just come on board. He gave me a contract and said, you got to deliver all your projects with this contract from now on. And I guess he told everyone that and they just ignored him. But he told me and I said, OK, <laughs> I took it home. And, you know, the rest is history. It just made so much more sense to me. It's a more of an entrepreneurial way of structuring design and construction. And 10 years later, Sutter's delivered over $3.1 billion worth of those projects and net like 4% under budget. One project finished three months late. And that's kind of the biggest, I'll say air quotes, failure is finishing a couple million dollars over budget on a $450 million program. So I'd say it's a win-win. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty sizable improvement from the track record initially before you guys kind of started implementing it until afterwards. What was some of the most difficult, I guess, aspects of getting people to buy into that contract? It's a great question, and it surprised me what the answer is. So actually, people were generally willing to sign the contract. What I didn't realize is once they signed the contract, we had no idea how to live in that new world. And a lot of people had said, oh, this is just the way we work. We've been doing it this way forever. But when you really actually tie people's profitability together in a way that they're not tied, they realize that they don't actually know how to work together very well. They know how to pass the buck and throw things over the wall, but they don't know how to actually sit in a room and work through problems and find a way to design to a budget instead of just budgeting a completed design. And so I think the culture and the processes, it really did take 10 years to kind of get like a general repeatable way of running these projects. And I thought it would just be instantaneous and easy, but it hasn't been. James, quick question, not knowing a lot about integrated project delivery before I met you, is IPD being used successfully in other sectors or is it something that is mostly focused on healthcare? I'd say it definitely started in healthcare. It definitely started in California. And I think a lot of that is because of that healthcare seismic requirement and the regulation from Oshpod. All IPD jobs that I know of in the United States are private companies. The interesting thing is in Canada, IPD has been very successful and it's probably 90% public projects. So they're building schools, fire departments, rec centers all across Canada with integrated project delivery and successfully. There's some pilot projects in Germany, England, Norway has been looking at the model for a while. Finland is actually doing awesome things with this. So it's starting to spread. And then in the US, Intel has experimented. Disney has experimented with this. Some of the biotechs like Genentech, Procter & Gamble just got some publicity recently for having some very successful IPD projects. So I would say it's spreading and a lot of complex industries are dipping their toe in because they're not happy with the results they get with their other models. Mm, interesting. Beyond just results being kind of obvious for themselves, do you see other aspects during the project that are kind of leading indicators of either 
you know, number of issues that are being observed or the time to resolve those or the fact that, you know, you can notably see that change orders are decreasing between kind of one contract model to the other? So some of the leading indicators, I think when we do co-location in design, so co-location, meaning instead of the different companies being located in their offices and trying to send models back and forth or work remotely on a consolidated model, when we get everybody in a room together, the coordination seems to go faster. These large jobs are all modeled. All the building systems are modeled and there's clash detection. And if you get the right trade partners, you can prefabricate from these models and things go faster. I'm not sure that we're actually seeing a reduction in the amount of issues that are figured out, but I think that they're resolved significantly faster. Like one example would be in most IPD jobs I've seen, requests for information or RFIs are used only for confirming things. The actual question is a phone call between the builder and the designer and a resolution comes up. And then when the RFI submitted said, hey, just confirming this is how we're fixing this issue. We try to get away from the traditional, like how fast are we turning around submittals and how fast are we turning around RFIs? And we're going to punish you if you don't turn it around in less than 14 days. It's kind of like we want an answer within 30 minutes or an hour. And we look more at the culture of solving problems as opposed to tracking the old school metrics. When I was a CM on lump sum jobs, that's what we looked at. It's like, oh, you're over on your average submittal turnaround time. And realistically, you should be approving things when they need to be approved. <laughs> a simple concept, but novel. Exactly. Awesome. And now that you moved over to UCSF, can you tell me a little bit about what you're working on today? The exciting thing about joining UCSF is that it's a big, complex organization, but I would say everybody there is there to change the world. I mean, they come to work to cure cancer. They come to work to invent new medicines. There's a lot of research there, an excellent education program, as well as the healthcare side. It is a public institution, so we're bound by the public contracting code in most instances. And with the exception of the UC Regents just recently approved integrated project delivery for the delivery of roughly $3 billion project on Parnassus. So that'll be the first, as far as I know, large public project delivered with IPD. And they approve that because the public contracting code is there to actually protect the public and make sure that they're getting a good price for the work. And the team was able to show that Within large healthcare projects, IPD is actually the way to deliver good value to the public. We're not able to use it on the smaller projects now, so we're looking at progressive design build and some best value selection. There's a lot of intelligent owners out there who are bringing new delivery models to the public environment. And kind of selfishly, my goal is to be a part of that and create case studies to help other public owners. Nice. Are there any other obstacles that are kind of blocking you from repeating that success? Is it really just the rules around the contracting right now in terms of being able to kind of put IPD into a practice? There's that, which I think there are ways to do that. The UC system is pretty tight. So we talk to our peers at UC San Diego and UCLA, UC Davis to see what they're up to. This is a cultural change. There's a lot of people that have you know, I've been here for six months, but I think if you've been here less than 10 years, you're still considered new. 
So there are a lot of people that, you know, this is just a change and they're nervous about it, not knowing where it's going to go. So, you know, I have a multi-year plan to start to shift our delivery to be more collaborative. I don't expect to do anything quickly. So that's probably the biggest challenge is guiding our team and educating our team so that they're excited and they want to go on this journey. My wife is a pediatric nurse at UCSF at Benioff Children's Hospital. So she made me promise that I asked you on this call, like I was explaining to her what you do in your framework. And she made me promise to ask you, like, do you have a project in the near term? Like, is there something in your view other than that big Parnassus project that your team may be able to use elements of IPD on? Yeah, absolutely. So just to keep it specific to that, I was walking the children's hospital just on Friday and the work that they do there is amazing. The floor is packed and there's a lot of kids that are getting healed there. And, you know, there's a lot of sick kids. So we need to increase the capacity of the intensive care unit beds. So the hospital has been open for about five years and our plan is to start moving things that don't need to be in an Oshpod hospital. So administrative functions, outpatient functions, and move those out so that we can build more beds to expand our capacity. And then we're also looking at a relatively large, in the billion-dollar range, expansion to the Children's Hospital in Oakland with intensive care, more operating rooms. And both of these types of projects, it's going to be really important to get teams on board early. So I would say, yeah. (laughs) Those are two direct examples. When I'm home at dinner every night and I'm complaining about, you know, the software world and I hear my wife talking about what she's dealing with, like the patients transitioning out of, you know, having an organ transplant, for example, to me, it's super inspiring to hear a story. When I hear you talk, I've heard you reference multiple times, like not just the building itself, but what's happening in the building that people are researching cures for cancer and there's beds that are treating patients that wouldn't get that treatment somewhere else around the world, in fact. What does it mean to you and your team when you actually deliver this and you increase that capacity or you deliver a brand new hospital that is going to provide this world-class level of healthcare? You know, it means a lot to me personally. I've been fortunate over the years to have worked on a number of projects where me and my family have been patients in those buildings afterwards. You know, when you're single and you're out of school, you never think about getting sick. And I started in this world and never thought about it. My first son was born with Down syndrome and spent three weeks in the neonatal intensive care unit. And there were a whole bunch of other kids in there. He's been hospitalized with pneumonia a couple of times. And, you know, what I've realized from all of that is, I mean, he's actually super healthy. There are some very, very sick kids. And I just feel fortunate that we have access to this kind of care and to play a little bit of a part in it is rewarding. It's nice to go. Construction's a lot of fun. It's icing on the cake to know that, you know, at the end of the day, you're helping people and actually contributing to saving lives. Indeed. It's amazing. Thanks for sharing that. You know, before we wrap it up, I wanted to ask you a little about the leanipd.com website that you're executive editor for. Tell us a little more about that. Yeah, leanipd.com is, I'd say, a passion project. I ended up getting the website, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago now, purely because it was available. And I was surprised (laughs) that I could actually buy the website and I had no idea what I was going to do with it. And then I started putting up some of the PDFs of 
presentations that I had given where I just wanted to share the content for people that hadn't seen it at a conference. And since then, it's just kind of been my creative space to collect information that I think is interesting and helpful and share it with people. So work hard, have an excellent blog series coming up where I've sourced people that I've been fortunate to run into in design, construction, owner side, legal, all focused around lean construction and integrated project delivery and really how to be successful with these delivery models. If you haven't heard of it, definitely check out leanipd.com. There's a shameless plug. It's all good. Everybody's hustling. I like it. It's great content on there. So uh, thanks for sharing. James, thank you for joining us here on a special weekend version of our podcast. So thanks for making time for us and sharing your thoughts. Again, Ray, Javed, thanks so much for having me and keep hustling, guys. I love what you're doing. Keep it going. Thank you. Will do. Thanks, James.